I just want to ask you today on this Resurrection Sunday. Okay, some people used to call it Easter, pero ang bagong trending na ngayon is Resurrection Day. I don't even know what Easter means. I don't even know. But Resurrection Day, wow, gets na gets natin yun. Eh? So, uh, it's, it's gonna, I'm going to talk about resurrection power. Now, among lahat ng mga superheroes, anong nais mong superpowers? He wants to fly? Ano pa? You want maging invisible? Invincibility? Ano yun? Super strength. See through X-ray vision. See through the walls. Ako naman, mahilig ako sa, ano, favorite ko yung si Aquaman. Kakausapan ko sana mga isda. <laughs> and uh, ano yung mga iba pang superpowers? Flash, mabilis. Yeah? Spider-Man, makakapag-swing sa, yeah. Well, uh, how about in in real life? Ano ang mga, sa, sa totoong buhay, ano yung mga pinaka, uh, the most powerful force in the universe? Dati, ang alam nila, horsepower. <laughs> Pero na, naging wind power na ngayon, ano pa mga iba pang uh, powerful forces? Electricity, siyempre. Nuclear power, no? Uh, atomic energy, no? Uh, o oh, pwedeng sabihin na turbo diesel or jet engine o kaya uh, yung tinatawag na fire or uh, huh? magnetic energy, solar energy. Or maybe you might say it's not these kind of things because something personal like uh, unity, teamwork. That's a, a powerful force is something like peace or love. But I want to say to you na ang pinaka-powerful force of the entire universe is the force of life, the resurrection life of Jesus. There's no force, there's no power stronger, more effective, more practical than the resurrection power of Jesus. And because of what Jesus did doon sa cross, alam yung ginawa ni Jesus sa cross, hindi siya pinatay, inalay niya ang kanyang buhay. Siyempre may power siya as as a, a miracle worker, and wala siyang kasalanan, pwede naman siya makipaglaban sa nangyayari sa kanya, but he laid his life down. Sabi niya, no one takes my life. He laid his life down, and dahil sa ginawa ni Jesus na kamatayan sa cross, that proves that God loves you and still wants you. Yan talaga ang patunayan ng Diyos na He gave for God so loved the world, He gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have an eternal life. So, yan yung patunayan na God loves you and he still wants you. Na dun sa notes mo, dapat nakalagay dun, that's because of the cross, but the next one, letter B, should be because of the grave. Ko anong ginawa ni Jesus sa cross, it proves God loves you and wants you. Pero ko anong ginawa ni Jesus sa grave na kung saan na vanished? Nabuhay magmuli sa grave. Yung tomb, yung, yung burial site niya naging empty. Walang laman nung tumingin sila sa loob. He was raised. Dahil doon, that proves that God accepts you and has forgiven you. Kung hindi nabuhay si Jesus... Walang patunayan, walang OR, official receipt, na ang iyong mga kasalanan ay napatawad na. 
Because Jesus did not just die na wala lang. Hindi lang siya namatay para sa atin. Siya'y namatay bilang tayo. He was representing you. Hindi ka pa pinapanganak, but Jesus was taking in yung buong humankind doon sa kanyang sariling katawan. He was representing the human race. Now, if ever, ni isang kasalanan at, at tumagal sa kanya, dumikit at hindi na bura, hindi siya maaring ma-raise from the dead. Because he was not dying for his own sins. He was dying for yours and for mine. Hindi aksidente nangyari kay Jesus sa cross. That was a payment. He was paying the penalty. And dahil he was raised from the dead, that is the patunayan ng Diyos that all of the debt was fully paid. His resurrection is the official receipt. And it proves that God accepts you and that every sin that you ever had was paid up in full. Paid off. <laughs> and now, dahil doon, ang accusations ng, ni Satan sa'yo, walang legal basis. Yung status mo bilang sinner, wala na. Nag-change status na. You can call yourself a saint. You can call yourself perfect sa mata ng Diyos. Hindi perfect sa performance, pero perfect sa status. Bilang child of God. It, 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 sometimes we say, the punishment of sin, canceled. The power of sin, yung paghawak ng kasalanan sa'yo to make you a slave, canceled. The presence of sin, Kung dati ang kasalanan nasa loob, nasa kalaoban mo, punong-puno ng lason ng kasalanan, we're born that way. Pero nang tinanggap natin si Jesus, if you receive Christ, there's an exchange that happens. Hindi nakikita sa physical eyes, hindi ma-explain sa science, but by faith, naintindihan natin, there's an exchange that happens. Ang kabanalan ng Diyos ay papasok sa iyo in the person of Jesus. And then yung sin na dating nasa loob comes out. And before sin is inside you trying to come out of your life, now sin is outside of you trying to come in. But it has no power. No power. And I want to share with you three Hebrew. This is what, you know, the Bible, the Old Testament was written mostly sa lingwaheng Hebrew. And in the Hebrew language, there are three words na similar, pero they have different meaning. Pag translate sa English o sa, sa Tagalog, it, it's sometimes just one word, evil or sin, kasalanan. Pero sa original Hebrew, similar yung meaning, uh, similar yung, 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 yung meaning, but very different in the application. And we get this from Psalms chapter 20, uh, 32, Psalms 32 verse 5, where it says, I acknowledged my sin. Okay, that's one, sin. Underline that. And to you, and I did not cover up my iniquity. Pangalawa na yun. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. So akala natin, parang synonyms lang yan. 
three words, sin, iniquity, transgression. It has a similar idea, pero very different meanings. And in this one verse, nakikita natin yung different meanings dyan. The word sin sa Hebrew is chata. Okay? So if you want to say Hebrew, chata. It means missing the mark. Kung ikaw ay archer, may bow and arrow, and then shumutsa, or you're trying to shoot yung bullseye, pero you miss the target. Not even close. You go off the, off the target, no? And that's what sin means. Even you tried to do the right thing, you just missed the, missed the target. That's what sin means. And we're all born with this sin nature. It's present in every child, every, you know, there's this kung walang transformation ng Holy Spirit, lahat tayo gravitate naturally gravitate towards selfishness, pride, envy, anger. Muskina trying hard to do right. Hindi talaga natin kaya kung walang pagbabago na magmula sa Holy Spirit ng Diyos. Romans 3.10 says, No one is righteous. Romans 7 verse 18 says, Nothing good dwells in my flesh. Even though I have the desire to do what's right, I don't have the ability to carry it out. The second word is the word transgression. And that is the word in Hebrew, pesha. And it means a rebellious action. Dito, it's where transgression is where we get the word trespass. Alam yung no trespassing? Yan yung parang you cross the line. Or nag over ka. Now you crossed where you should not go, you did. And it's deliberate. Sinasadya. Knowingly, blatantly, you, you told the lie. Alam mo naman mali yun, pero you told the lie. You committed a sin. You blatantly disregard authority. You went your own way. And we all, lahat tayo, nag-cross the line. Sa isip, sa gawa, sa salita, sa attitude natin, many times. And the third word for, for sin is the word iniquity. Iniquity, medyo malalim na word yan kasi ang Hebrew word doon is auvon. Auvon. It means the word guilt. And this is more deep. Mas deeper ito kasi dito, ito yung premeditated. Now, it's something sa loob. An inner pagtak, parang pag-udyok or an inner motive. It's when you wanting, you're wanting to do wrong. Maski na may pagpipigil sa sarili, kaya mong, uh, you know, i-redirect the yung outward actions, pero sa loob-loob, gusto mo talaga. Sino sa inyo nakakita ng pera, gusto mong nakawin, pero somehow may takot sa, uh, you know, you don't want to go to jail. You don't want to be caught. No? Pero deep inside, kung maari lang, gusto mong kunin. How many of you know that even though you didn't act on adultery, hindi mo nag-commit ng adultery, pero deep inside your heart, kung ginusto mo, sabi ni Jesus, it's the same. As if you committed adultery in your heart when you lust after a, a woman, another man's wife. 
or you'd never committed murder. I hope walang murderer dito. If, if you did, I forgive you and Jesus forgives you. But Jesus said, even if you did not actually kill someone, pero sa puso mo, you hate that person. You are a murderer in your heart. Sabi ni Jesus. So that is the word iniquity. And here's what's interesting sa word iniquity. Ito yung napapass on from our environment, from our bloodline. Iniquity is kind of like a disease na hindi nakikita. It's something that if, example, if your grandfather ay babaero, then your father ay chick boy din. And then you have also a weakness in that area. Bakit may trending? It's called iniquity. It passed down through the bloodline. Maybe through the environment. Lumaki ka sa family na yung auntie mo naging kabit. Ang ati mo nabuntis bago nag-asawa. Bata pa. And then, ikaw naging promiscuous din. Na lost ng virginity high school pa. There's something, a trend in that in that environment, in that culture, and then it passes through. It's an iniquity. It happens, it, it, it happens all the time in different ways. You know, alcoholic, al- alcoholism, drug abuse, low self-esteem. It, it shows up in personality di- disorders. It shows up in things like poverty. Mahirap. Mahirap, mas mahirap. It shows up in things like chismoso, gamblers, having hard time managing money, lubog sa utang, the parents, then pati yung mga anak, ganun din. Sa parang repeating the cycle. And friends, it's, it's a terrible cycle unless something changes. Unless there's a rescue in our families, in our bloodline. Unless we get a new bloodline, a new culture. The death of Jesus solved these problems. Solved all of this. The sin solved that. The iniquity, the trespasses. Now, look over here in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. Because it... It's, I want to just mention three things that the death and resurrection of Jesus means, ito yung meaning ng resurrection day. The death and resurrection of Jesus means that God can now, number one, remove my transgression. Write that down. Isaiah 53, 5, he was wounded for my transgressions. Another word there says he was pierced. Pag pierced, piercing the ear, it breaks the skin. It brings a blood. A wound. A wound, kailangan na mabandage kasi dumudugo. The Bible says Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, but he was bruised for our iniquities. Balikan natin yan mamaya, pero a bruise is different than a wound. Tama po ba? A wound, nakikita mo, dumudugo, kailangan i-bandage. A bruise, sa loob, you, you don't bandage it. 
You don't need iodine and, and band-aid. It's something internal. But it says that he was bruised for our iniquities and the punishment that made us whole or brought us shalom, peace, was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Now, the bruise might not be visible. But Isaiah chapter 44, verse 22 says, I have wiped out or I bandaged up your transgressions like a thick cloud and your sins like a heavy mist. Return to me for I have redeemed you. Jesus' death and resurrection removed our transgressions, yung, yung rebellious actions. Psalms 103 verse 12 as far as the east, Sanbang East dito. As far as the east is from the west. That's how far he removed our transgressions from us. John 1.29, behold, look, there's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin. Jesus did not come to put sin on you, to put guilt on you. Ang hirap, ang daming pinagdaanan ni Jesus just to get the sin off of you. Hebrews 9.28, Christ was offered one time, once for all time, as a sacrifice to do what? Take away the sins of many people. And He will come again. Anong gagawin niya? Pagbalik niya? No, he will come again to do what? Not to deal with our sins. Tapos na yan dun sa cross. He will come back again, not to deal with our sins, but to bring the salvation that we're waiting for. See? <laughs> Jesus did not rise from the dead dahil siya ang anak ng Diyos. That's not why he rose from the dead. He rose from the dead because he was declared not guilty. He was declared righteous. And lahat ng nakipag-isa kay Kristo, makikiride on sa kanyang status bilang righteous. Because Jesus did not die para sa sarili niya, pero he died bilang representative or proxy natin. Bilang ikaw at ko. Isaiah 43, verse 25, I am he who blots out. I like that. Blots out. Parang snow pig. Blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sin no more. So number one here is that he, what does he do to our transgression? He removes them. Number two, he remembers my sin no more. Sabi mo, no more. no more. Never again. In the Old Testament, God promised to visit the sins upon the third and fourth generation. Kung nakasala na si Lolo, masahan mo, babalik at babalik ng ni Lord yung kanyang judgment, hindi lang sa Lolo, but even down to the third and fourth generation. Again, there's another example of iniquity because it passes through the family bloodline. And the Bible says that God visits. He's going to revisit 
the sins. But in the old, that's in the Old Testament. But dahil sa kamatayan at resurrection ni Jesus, in this new covenant, God promises that He will remember your sins no more. It's good. That ought to make you worship God. Now listen, it doesn't mean that God has a poor memory. Come on. God is not, walang uh, dementia or something. It's not about, the Bible doesn't say God forgets. It says he remembers not. Now there's difference. The word remember means to recall. Okay, pag tinawag kita, hindi ka pumunta, I can recall you. Tatawagin kita ulit. I bring you back to, to me. Recall is when you bring back up something. Or you call it into use again. And God will not recall or bring back and charge you again for your sins. Why? Because he already charged Jesus for your sins. Naiintindihan niyo ba? Dahil the penalty, the ang utang mo at utang ko, dahil sa kasalanan natin, napunta kay Jesus. Parang accounting. Na charge sa account niya. And on the cross, namatay si Jesus. He paid the penalty. It's paid off. It's paid, paid down. God will never bring that charge back up against you ever again. Romans chapter 4 verse 8 says, Blessed is the one, tayo yun, whose sin the Lord will never count against them. Second Corinthians 5.19 Remember, uh, no, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself no longer Counting people's sins against them. Psalms 25, 7. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my rebellious acts, but remember me according to your loving kindness. Jeremiah 31, 34. I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sins no more. So God, Jesus' death and resurrection allows God to now Remove our transgressions. Remember no more our sins. And number three, to release me from that iniquity. From, release me from that poison. Now, maybe yung, yung, kasi iba-ibang flavors ng iniquity. Maybe your flavor was addiction. Addiction to cigarettes, alcohol, or whatever. Pornography, addiction to cursing, addiction to lying, nangungupit, something. Maybe your, your iniquity was a kind of bondage, slavery. Or baka yung iniquity was nasasaktan, laging nasasaktan. Madaling masaktan. Balat sebuyas, you know, so sensitive. Hindi nakakapag, uh, you know, interact ng normal sa tao, face to face. Wala namang, you know, ano sa'yo, umiiyak ka na. 
Naninineg, kinakaba, for all weaknesses, maybe that's an iniquity, or pride, low self-esteem, poverty spirit, rebellion, avoiding responsibilities, umuutang na hindi, walang plano na magbayad. These are iniquities. Maaring religious spirit, just trying to be religious and earn favors with God. Self-righteous. But this is the thing. Dahil sa ginawa ni Jesus at the cross and at the grave, His death and His resurrection, dahil doon, we are released from the iniquity. And we enter in takikipag-isa through a blood covenant Nakikipag-enter tayo sa isang bagong bloodline. The bloodline of the Spirit of God. The resurrection is not just a good Bible story. This is practical. This is practical for our lives. Oh, so good. You know, and just a, a few things to wrap this up. But in the Old Testament, makikita natin yung, yung, you know, the Old Testament is full of Jesus. You just don't see the word Jesus. But if you look back, for example, sa flood, the great flood of, of where Noah was saved in the boat, in the ark. And uh, so, siyempre, 150 days, the water was raining and everything, so flood. And it says over in Genesis chapter 8, verse 3 to 4, that after the end of that 150 terrible days, the water had decreased. Now listen to this. On the 17th day, what day? 17th day of the seventh month. Can you remember that? 17th day of the seventh month. The ship came up to rest up on the mountain of Ararat, the mountains of Ararat. Okay, so here's the ark, this ship, this salvation ark, the saving ark, was raised up. Somebody say resurrection. Okay, it was resurrected out of the ocean water floods, out of the waters of death that killed everything below. It was raised up, and the judgment of the earth died down. Now, why does the Bible say 17th day of the seventh month? All right, because listen, the Bible tells us that about Passover. And you know, Passover was the Jewish celebration, but it is pointing to Jesus, the Lamb of God, our Passover, our salvation that saved the, the Israelites from the, the, Plague of the killing of the firstborn. So it says that, you know, Jesus Christ was the lamb that was killed. And most people believe that the time when the Jewish people are celebrating Passover is the same day, even probably the same time, exactly when Jesus was crucified. As the people are slaying the lamb... For that celebration, na hindi nila kikita na there's a connection between this lamb for this celebration of Passover, that there's a guy out there being slain for the sins. But that was it. 
Now, Passover, take note of this. Passover was on the 14th day of the seventh month. Okay, which month was the ark rested up? Seventh month on which day? 17th. If Passover is on the 14th, now let's do the math. Jesus would raise on the 14th, 15, 16. How about that? Don't you think there's no coincidence in the Bible? Now, here's another one. In Genesis chapter 22, over in verse 1 to 2, God told Abraham, take your only son, the one you love so much, and sacrifice him on this mountain, on this hill. And on the third day, they traveled up this hill for three days. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and he saw the ram, another animal, and uh, that became the substitute, okay? Which, of course, represents Jesus, na naging palit sa atin. But Abraham told his servants, you wait here, because the boy and I will travel up farther, we will worship there, and then we will come back. Now, Abraham, the Bible says, he knew that God could raise his son from the dead. Okay? By faith lang, nagsasabi na will come back. He's just doing that by faith. Pero sa isip ni Abraham, his son is as good as dead. At the beginning of that journey, up that hill. And the Bible says that Abraham took wood for the fire, for the burnt offering. And put it on Isaac's back, on his shoulder. Wood. He put wood on the shoulders of his son. And his son went up that hill. And in the eye, in the mind of his father, he's as good as dead. So Isaac went up the hill to die. But he walks back three days later, alive as can be, raised out of that grave, never to be sacrificed again like that. And even Jesus connected his own death and resurrection to the story of Jonah. Shamismo connected. Jonah chapter 1 and verse 2, God told Jonah, go to the great city of Nineveh and announce my judgment against it. And then, you know, how it happened. He, he went the other way. You know, he, he transgressed. <laughs> but then the, the fish swallowed him. Anybody want to guess how many days he was in the belly of the fish? In three days, right? And Jonah had his own sort of... Uh, Resurrection. Because the Bible says that the fish spit him out up on the land. So up. Raised up. Of course, the land is higher than the ocean. Right? The sea level. So Jonah had his resurrection. And in chapter 3, verse 4, Jonah entered the city and shouted to the crowds, 
40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. Walang sinabi ni God na give them 40 days advance notice. That was just Jonah's own. You see, they could have just, Jonah could have just announced judgment kaagad. But somehow, Jonah later had his problems, but somehow, Jonah bilang isang resurrected man is giving them mercy. He doesn't preach total judgment. He, he gives them a message of mercy. You got 40 days to change. And true enough, that mercy gave them time to change. And God saved them. And Jonah was a preacher of mercy. Like Jesus, who was raised from the dead and now preaches forgiveness of sins, the mercy of God. See, Jesus came down and went out with a message of grace. He came down receiving the judgment. He came out of the grave with mercy and grace. In Romans chapter 8, I love this. And it's the, the message Bible says that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves in your life, it's going to happen this week. He's going to move in your life. Then he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. And when God lives and breathes in you, you are delivered from that dead life. Kaya itong 2019 Resurrection Day, I want na isasabuhay natin ang resurrection power. You know, the, the, the power of Superman to fly, somehow it doesn't work until he suits up in his Superman cape. You don't usually see Superman fly na naka-Americana, no ordinary. No, he has to, put, he has to activate those powers. You know, Spider-Man, he, he's got to get his suit on. You know, Batman, and they do all this, but they, they, they don't, they transform, they, acti- they activate. Lalo si Iron Man, di ba? Hindi, ordinary yan, hanggang sa ma-activate siya. And I want you to activate resurrection power. And it will apply to all, all the dead, lifeless areas of your life. Maybe there's a lifeless marriage in here somewhere. Now, yung marriage new is, wala, parang wala nang sigla, wala nang buhay. Or maybe yung, yung pag-asa mo na matay na. You feel like there's no hope for me. Your dreams are, are already dying. Yung spiritual life mo terminal, terminally ill. And you feel like, you know, wala nang resuscitation na. Yung buhay ko spiritually is just pababa na pababa. And there are probably some people here today nararanasan ng dead areas of your life. Maybe you're financially dead. Maybe you're just, you know, dead in your emotions. You're depressed. You're addicted. You're feeling lifelessness. But the resurrection power is what you need to really change that, to really turn that around. You know, God asked Ezekiel, the prophet, in Ezekiel 37, verse 4, to say, he said, Ezekiel, um, can these bones, yung mga dry bones, nakita niya na vision ng mga bones, ha? patay mga, 
said, can they live? And Ezekiel's like, hey, that's a trick question, Lord. <laughs> Only you know. And he said, why don't you try to prophesy to these bones? So Ezekiel said, dry bones, listen to what the Lord is saying to you. I, the Lord, your God, will put breath in you, and once again, you will live. I'm, I'm trying to prophesy to some dead bones here today. All right. Now, what kang tumingin sa katabi mo kung dead bones yan? But I'm tr- I'm trying to prophesy so, to some some dead dead bones. Maybe some areas of your life, some some things in your in your personal career or spiritual life in your family that are just lifeless. And I'm saying, hear the word of the Lord. God will put, he will breathe resurrection life into you. And once again, you will live. You will have belief again. You will have hope. You will have a vision for your life. You will discover purpose. You will find freedom, find family. Your spirit, soul, and body will be whole. You will rise up in your relationships. May you will makakaroon ka ng zeal, sigla, no? The habits you'll be released from, and you'll get a new way of thinking. Be creative, be passionate, have commitment. You know, in, in the prodigal sons or the, the, the forgiving father, he said, my son was dead. But now he's alive. Isn't that right? And John chapter 11, verse 25, Sabini Jesus, hey, I am resurrection and life. I am life. And anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. So hindi bagay ang Kristiyano na natatakot sa kamatayan. Hindi na kailangan na matakot tayo sa kamatayan because we will live after dying. There's no reason to fear. The body is just temporary here. You get an upgrade later. You get a new one. Never again to die. Jesus died and was resurrected. Never to die again. And because if you join in Christ by faith, nakipag-isa kay Kristo, mamamatay ka man, but you will live even after you die. You know, I, I, I had two memorial services because I have two brothers and one very close cousin na namatay. Twelve months apart. Namatay si kuya ko dito sa Bawang. After twelve months, my younger brother, who's my best friend, he also died in an accident. After twelve months again, my cousin, who's like my sister, also died again in accidents. So I've been to a lot of funerals of close people to me. You know what? When you're a Christian and they are a Christian, it's not bitter. It's sad, but there's hope. You, you, you consider it a celebration of life and you know that they are not gone. They just change address. And you know that you'll be back together again. But listen to me, friends. I want to tell you this. You don't have to wait until you're dead to experience resurrection. You will rise again after you die. I mean, you will, you will only die once. 
if you're in Christ. Sometimes you heard me say it before. If you are born once, you die twice. But if you're born twice, you only die once. We have our natural birth. And if that's all you have, you die a physical death and the spiritual death. Because death is a separation. Physical death is separation of your body from your soul. But spiritual death is a separation of your soul from God. And if you're born once, that's what happens. But if you're born, of course, naturally, and then you're born spiritually, you're born a second time, mararanasan mo yung separation of your old body from your soul, and that's a good thing, eventually. Wala nang riuma, wala nang need for this one. And so, but you will never experience separation. From God, that nothing on heaven and earth will ever separate us from the love of God. You don't have to wait until you're dead. You don't have to live your life like Eve, believing the lie. See, the, the devil lied to Eve, making her feel she's inadequate. You don't have enough. You need to be wise like God. You don't have, and the devil is lying to you today. You need more money. You need this. You need that. You need education. That's your key for happiness. You know, you just need to get married. That will make everything all right. The devil is trying to make you believe you don't have enough. You are not good enough. You can't please God. And don't believe that lie. You have resurrection power. You have the most powerful force in the whole universe. You're a new creation. Spiritually merged with the living God. And the same power, Ephesians chapter um, 1, verse, around verse 19, says the same power that God used to raise Christ from the dead. Is it on there? The same mighty power. Okay, now I think mighty power, I'm thinking like you know, the superhero. So flying, invisible, you know, Swimming, what? But that same mighty power that Christ, that, that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms, that's what God gives to us. And the Ephesians chapter 119 says, I pray that you'll understand that, that you'll understand the greatness of that incredible power. And in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, he says that God is able to do, you know, immeasurably. Immeasurably more than all we can ask or even imagine. According to what? According to, not your power. It's all according to his power. Which is at work. Kumikilos na. Not after you're dead, no. Kumikilos is is his power at work. Where? Within us. And that power is that grace. It's the ability of God. Hindi abilidad mo. Grace is the ability of God. His power that flows into you to enable you to do and to be what God wants you to do and be. Yeah. Jesus, I was dead, but I'm alive forevermore. And you know, this resurrection day, I hope you learn, you can also share in the power that God gives you 
You know, there was a story of one man who's very poor, Mahirapsha, and sickly, everything, Walashang family. And then nalaman niya, through some message that nakarating sa kanya, na meron siyang distant relative na namatay, mayaman, millionaire. May mga lupa-lupa niya, may mga bahay, and siya lang ang taging, tanging tagapagmana. He doesn't even know this guy. But that, that rich guy had put him somehow, his name, in the will. And sabi nung message is just report lang dito sa abogado para makuha yung mga, para ma-receive yung mga cheque, yung mga bank accounts, and titulo lahat. And the guy could, could really struggle. He struggled to believe it. Because all of his life, he was poor. And how about you? Some of the things that I've been saying seems a little bit too good to be true. Right? Sa totoo lang, it does not take faith to believe in judgment. That what you do, you get what you deserve. It doesn't take faith to believe that if you do bad, you get bad. And if you do good, you get good. But it does take faith to believe that you could be blessed because of what Jesus did. That takes faith. It takes faith to believe that all of your sins that you deserve to be punished for were absorbed by Jesus at the cross. And that his resurrection proves that they are paid for. And if you dare to believe and receive that, it will have a positive effect on your life. Tell you what, if you were the guy, all your life was poor and sick, and then big lang nagsabi sa you're a millionaire. If you want it. You're a millionaire. Instantly, as a gift of grace that you don't deserve. It will take faith for you to receive that. It will take faith for you to go get it and to apply it to your life. You say, ah, this would change my lifestyle too much. I like my carton. It would change a lot of things. But what would you do? Tatanggapin mo ba yung regalo? Or will you doubt it, refuse it, Stay in your comfort zone. I challenge you. Receive the second birth. Receive the resurrection life of Jesus.